Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the Steel Wars call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And for the next 45 minutes, we will be taking your calls and talking Star Wars news. Uh, a few things to get out of the way up top. We have got a new t-shirt for sale on steelwars.com. It is the Yub Nub, a, uh, a very cool, very close to my heart uh, mashup of classic 80s skateboard graphics and classic 80s Ewoks. All mashed together on a 100% cotton t-shirt. So that is available at steelwars.com. And if you are in Brisbane, Melbourne, or Adelaide, tickets are on sale for live Steel Wars shows. So check that out. I'm going to bring on, hopefully, our co-host for today. You might know him from the Rogue One podcast for wieners. Surely... To be a very commendable runner-up in Best Newcomer Podcast at this year's Podcast Awards. <laughs> Welcome, hopefully, Johnny Grasso. Yeah. What's up, Steele? How are you? I'm I'm in a bad mood, Johnny. I'm in a bad mood. I, I... Not because not because we almost didn't get you on air again this time, but I'm in a bad Star Wars mood. How are you doing? I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, I read that about your move, man. I, and I went to the Star Wars news trying to figure it out. I, I couldn't figure out why you might be in a bad Star Wars mood, man. Well, I'm a bit jet lagged. I just got to America. I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm back with my wife and and my cat. Who, uh, if you look on the at Steel Wars Twitter address. Or Instagram, I just posted a, a photo of him, and what was once a young wackling has developed into a very large hut. He's just up on his throne sideways at the moment. Um, it's disgusting. He is out of control, that little cat. So, but he fills me with joy. I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I missed a day of Star Wars news because I was like on the plane, and then I land and I see uh, the rebels season three finale title and description. They have me worried. I, I see Hasbro have uh, announced their 40th anniversary inverted commas toys. And right. just very uninspiring. And it's just put me in a bad way. I, I, have you gone through his titles yet? Have you had a look at them? No, I have not. But I got a feeling, due to your mood, it probably has a lot of Darth Maul in it. Well, there's this one episode. So these are just guys. If I am going to talk, I'm going to mention a show episode's name and one line description. So if that to you is a spoiler, um, move along. I guess I don't really see it. It, it is. It, you're going to know this before the episode comes out. But episode three twenty. Twin sons, reacting to a vision of Maul, Ezra defies Hera and Kanan to travel to a remote planet in hopes 
of stopping the former Sith Lord from carrying out his plans. Well, it kind of sounds like something that I would like to see. Uh, you're not happy with that? I don't want to see Ezra on Tatooine. Really? Truly. I, Luke Skywalker, the character of Luke Skywalker, the movie of Star Wars is, or A New Hope is, it's sacred. It is sacred. And the character of Ezra has no business being anywhere near Luke Skywalker. Do you think Ezra is going to run into moisture farming 16-year-old Luke? I would say no. But if one thing Rebels is known for, or two things, is not being able to kill anyone and at times unnecessary cameos. Like whether it's from the Clone Wars or whether it's from, you know, the prequels or the original trilogy, it's let this show stand on its own two feet. Like there's a great bunch of characters there to play with. You know, even newer characters like like AP5, like great, complimentary, makes Chopper a better character when AP5's is around. Agreed, agreed. To have... I, I just, this, I, I, you know, and, and I'm, 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 I'm not a fan of Maul being back in the first place. So there's an issue there. I, I've always oh, thought... Oh, that, we know. Yeah. So when he came back, I always thought it should have been his brother coming back to avenge him. Not that Darth Maul lived, you know, that got killed in the top 10 films of all time. Like, it, I'm, you know, I know it wasn't that far out in the mainstream, the death. And, but then to have, like, to him to go see Kenobi, that's one thing. And then you've got Ezra to go there as well. Um, and, and, you know, maybe the, the twin son thing, the title is a ruse. But you've got, you know, we know Ben Kenobi's in the, in the cartoon coming up. Yes, we do. So, you know, I'm putting, I'm putting two sons and two sons together, Johnny. You like that? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. But yeah, I. It's, and and then you've got the comics are, are just letting me down, and I, I'm a bit out of the loop with them. But I do get tweets from people quite regularly just saying, "Are oh, you going to hate issue nine of Podemera?" Like I. <laughs> it's just I'm just I'm in a bad Star Wars mood, Johnny. I'm in a bad Star Wars mood. i tell you one thing that picked up my mood a little bit, though, was that someone right. on, the, uh, on the Steel Wars listener Star Wars Safe Haven on Facebook uh, posted up the old trailer to Star Wars Detours. And I watched it again. And I just have to say thank you, Disney. Thank you mm-hmm. for not subjecting me to 30 episodes of that character-destroying sitcom. Very <laughs> happy about that. <laughs> uh, like, well, I can, I how they I can make you feel a little better. How, how they treat Princess Leia in, in that segment is, oh, wow, stereotypes at full power. Full power. Yeah. Here's um, some breaking news, Johnny. Who doesn't like breaking news? Uh, uh-oh. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. This is from Entertainment Weekly. I'm not sure if it's... The Brez. Entertainment Weekly reporting on a variety report. So Bresnikan, being a good journalist, crediting his sources. Sandy Newton may be joining the young Han Solo movie. And if you uh, are unaware who that is, as I would by just the name, but uh, she plays one of the robots in Westworld, she is the lady that runs the brothel. She is awesome. Oh, she's great. She was in a, she, I think she broke out with a interview with a vampire with Tom Cruise. She had a small what? role there and then she, yeah, she How got, she got she? her blood sucked. I don't, you know, I didn't ask. I don't think Tom Cruise did either, but he abused her on the couch and took her blood. And then she was also in Mission Impossible 2 with Tom Cruise. Really? You would be cruise-eyed or something? Yeah, I, yeah. Guilty. Okay. Uh, Morgan Rimmer in the chat room wants to know if she's playing a droid. Very funny. Very funny. You've cheered me up. Clever. But this is, this is where I get worried, though, Johnny. This puts me in a... This gets me back into my bad mood funk. Is she going to be playing Sienna Solo? There's a big age difference. She couldn't. Because if Han Solo is like, let's say, 23, you know, Fanny Newton is easily between 38 and 42. Johnny, you've cheered me up. The ageism of Hollywood has saved me yet again. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Because I don't want... It's like the comics have introduced some really regrettable storylines and, and, and the fake Han Solo wife is definitely one of them. So I was, um, I just, I don't want that to be legitimized. Like I just want to, okay, it happened. Let's move on. Story group. Everything doesn't have to be that connected. We don't need any more references to it. Yeah. It's, it's no good. It's no good. You guys Public nudity has never been more frowned upon than it is today. It's tough, I know. But good news is here. A new batch of Steel Wars t-shirts designed to make you cover up in the coolest way possible are now up for pre-sale at SteelWars.com. Your Snoke theory sucks. The Luke Skywalker tribute, have you seen him? The immeasurable power of the Mendo t-shirt and the brand new Yub Nub t-shirt. Combining two of my great loves, Ewoks and 80s skateboarding. You have to check out this. I just get emotional thinking about it, you guys. It is the cutest t-shirt design of all time. And it's available for pre-order at SteelWars.com. Hey, how about we go to some calls, Johnny? Oh, I love it. Okay. I believe our first caller is 303, and it's Josh, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct, Steel. How are you? I'm good. Where are you calling from again, Josh? Uh, Colorado, actually. Colorado. So, um, apologies for my top of the show rant and sadness, but it can't be, it can't be just happy faces all the time. When I'm in a mood, Uh, I get you. 
I've got to let the people know. <laughs> if, if everything is awesome, nothing is awesome. I'll tell you that much. But what's that's, on your mind, Josh? That's true. Well, I mean, I don't want to put anyone else in a, in a foul mood, but I was thinking about it because I was listening to the last Colin show, and it kind of – you guys were talking about the, uh, the Boba Fett movie, and I know it's all speculations way too far off to, you know, to, to say concretely for sure, but there were some rumors being thrown around, you know, I guess not rumors, but, you know, ideas – of, of, you know, Boba Fett coming out of the side. Like, now, I'm not – people, Star Wars fans are probably going to hate me for this, but I'm not a huge – I've never really gotten Boba Fett, like the, the love of Boba Fett, I guess. I, I mean, he's mm-hmm. a really cool character, but I'm just wondering, like, how are they going to – because Jango Fett, and I guess, uh, I don't know, uh, Wikipedia says that, you know, he's he was born on Concord Dawn, but I don't know if he's actually Mandalorian because they, you know, I guess the Mandalorian government thought he was a fraud. Does that change the story? I mean, you know, canonically of, of Bubba Fett, and then I guess what they might do in the movie. I'm just, it was just on my mind, and I, I looked it up as soon as I got to work because I was listening to the podcast and the Colin show, and you guys were talking about that. And I'm like, man, what are they going to do for that? And it, it just kind of bums me out because Django Fett could have been a really cool, you know, Mandalorian character, but, and then I, I don't know what they did with that in the Clone Wars, but I don't know. Thoughts? Uh, I'm not sure where the, what, what is the source? Like, I know you're saying it's on Wikipedia, but is that like a new canon source that he got, that he's not Mandalorian? Like, I know the planet of Concord Dawn has been thrown around, you know, in Boba Fett lore since, you know, I bought the, the tiny Star Wars encyclopedia in 1995. Um, right. Like, so where are they drawing this Concord Dawn information from? Well, and that's that's what I'm I'm wondering because I mean I, I I don't really know a lot about Wikipedia and I don't know who, you know who's in charge of archiving that or, or even publishing on that and you know I, I I would say that trusted sources would be folks from the podcast and and you know f- fellow fans that I talk to but you know it, it's never really been a conversation piece for me but I was just curious because I've been watching Clone Wars recently and you know obviously with Rebels with this new you know, we're talking about the dark saber and it's really cool, but I want to know, I just want to know more about it. And I just don't know what Django Fett is doing. You know, I know what he does in Canon, but it's like, man, like what is, what is his backstory? You know, like, cause I don't know if there's any new Canon books that have been written to explain his backstory other than what, I don't know the source to be honest. I, I just, I just thought it was interesting. I don't know if anyone brings it up that often, but I don't know, just something else. <laughs> Yeah, as to, far to as honest, uh, to be honest, like what happened with Django Fett and the Mandalorians and, and the Darksaber and that, I, I, I think is going to have no matter what era of Boba Fett that we're going to see, and I and I, I kind of do think it's only a matter of time before we get this film. Like it was almost ready to be sizzled at uh, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim until Trank. Mm-hmm you know, couldn't find the, the bathroom cubicle. But <laughs> the, I don't think any of that Mandalorian backstory will come into it at all because the Mandalorian backstory, that's cartoon fan stuff. And they want a cool Boba Fett movie with gadgets and, and missions and stuff for the mainstream. And if they get, you know, caught up in like all the Mandalorian politics and, and the Darksaber, it's going to go over the majority of 
like Star Wars movie goers heads. Um, yeah. Jonathan, what, yeah, what I do agree. you think on this one? Yeah, I can. Uh, I agree with you, Steele. I don't see them going into detail, but I could see a scene kind of like an old Clint Eastwood Western where someone asks Boba where he comes from and maybe he waxes poetic about a Mandalorian culture far gone that he once belonged to or holds true their ideals. Maybe just kind of like one of those, you know, reminiscing scenes that he gives some insight into who he is. But other than that, I don't think they're really going to go deep at all. I think you're just going to see a badass bounty hunter do his thing. At least that's what I'm hoping. Right. Yeah, yeah like, no, I, I completely agree. And obviously it's a much bigger role, but look at Saw Gerrera. Like, a lot of, a lot of fans before, the, uh, before Rogue One came out wanted him to give a pricey of the entire, you know, arc that he was involved in, in the Clone Wars. And, you know, there was no need. Like, and and I, I think with Boba Fett, it's going to be a very similar thing. And, and uh, where, where do you guys want, if, if there is a Boba Fett film, do you want it before Star Wars, uh, between Star Wars and Empire, after Empire, or after Jedi? Hmm. I mean, if you're asking, I mean, if you're, if, if, if I'm, if I can chime in, I mean, if I'm just thinking, you know, I'd love to see, you know, kind of the lead up, the events leading up to when he was on, you know, on the command bridge when, when, you know, Vader's, you know, looking over his bounty hunters and just, I guess, just kind of his, his journey, Boba Fett's journey up into that point, because, you know, what kind of camaraderie and, you know, bounty hunter, you know, kind of like, Johnny Grasso was saying that that kind of badassery bounty hunter stuff is, is he really going to be up to? I mean, I'd love to see that. I mean, if we're talking about a Boba Fett film, I mean, I just want, you know, I want action just pure because, you know, some of that lore stuff, like you're saying, it's just too much. And, you know, I, who doesn't love a good bounty, you know, bounty hunter movie, you know, kind of that Western vibe, but that's what I'm yeah. thinking. I definitely see I definitely see it kind of like the outlaw Josie Wales type western and uh and I still would actually like to see it and this is kind of the unpopular opinion I want to see it between episodes 5 and 6 cuz I kind of want to know where that Darth Vader line comes from like no disintegrations and it's an, an, another opportunity for me to see Darth okay, Vader Okay so, so don't you mean that don't you see that mean you mean between 4 and 5 Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. The four and four and five. Sorry. For the selfish reasons of seeing Darth Vader again. Apology accepted. Guest Grasso. The Star Wars. Because uh, <laughs> we're on a Star Wars podcast. Oh. I thought I'd do a Star Wars reference. Loved it. Good one. <laughs> I, want, I want After Jedi. I am sick of Star Wars movies where I know people, what people aren't going to die. And I, like, I, I think the idea that Josh had of, of, you know, around Empire, that sounds like a great book or comic. But do we have to fill in every moment between these films? Like Rogue One was great, but it set a dangerous precedent of these like 
filling in the gap movies. Like, let's, I think Star Wars is so crippled by this jump back in time and then you've got a, like, there's no, like, like danger for the, for the main characters. And, you know, and, and that was one of the things that people actually liked in Rogue One, that everyone died. It was quite a surprise. But I think it would be sick if, they, if he did come out of the Sarlacc and, and it followed that journey and then like the character is in danger once more we don't know what's going to happen to him at the end of the film yeah no nah, i yeah i mean that's a good point though because you were i know you were talking about that in last you know on the call-in show you were talking about the jumping back in time and that is a trap that you know it is pretty easy to fall into so you know, it's interesting i just i don't know I'm just throwing those ideas around kind of taking a different topic so we can get your mind off the the silliness <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but Josh, and the Josh, other thing, Josh, don't give in. With our way, Josh, we we can get Jabba the Hutt involved. We can maybe definitely get Vader involved. Jabba the Hutt, more Jabba. The world needs oh, more. Man, Jabba. it's true. It's so hard to. Uh, I don't know, man. True. Yeah, yeah, I I think you might be getting more Jabba next year, guys. So. Uh, oh, I would. Love you it. might. You might get that. I, I think we'll be seeing a bit of uh, at least some Hutt action in there, you know? But, and, and the other thing is with these intertwining films, like it's already caused problems with, you know, people wondering how, you know, C-3PO and R2-D2 got up in that ship and then they have to explain more stuff. Less explaining. Less explaining. More watching, debunking, fixing clarity. Less mm. things that need to be explained in Rebels Recon. More, let's go through the script. What would we have to explain in Rebels Recon? Let's get that in the show. Mm. Uh, that, that is my... Again, I'm, 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 you're working hard to get me out of this funk, Josh, but when I'm in a mood, I'm in a mood. Um, thank you for your call, buddy. We've got a, a bunch of other calls on so I will put you on hold and uh, hope to talk to you next week. Yeah, thank you, Steele. It was a pleasure. Cheers, Josh. Later, Josh. All right. Our next call is a private number that's been on hold for about 22 minutes. So if that is you, who are you and where are you calling from? G'day. Is that Hollywood Steel? This is West Hollywood Steel. Hello, Hollywood Steel. Queensland, Mick McConnell, how are you? Oh, Mick, how you doing, buddy? Mick uh, works Mate, on I'm... our sizzle clips, and we appreciate that. Awesome. Uh, so just my question was uh, just about the discussion about uh, Star Wars detours uh, in the uh, Safe Haven group this morning, and when I first heard of that, as a when you, got, you guys were talking about it as, as a Seth Green project, I thought, oh, it might actually be funny, and maybe you guys are harsh, but... I think I made it through about a minute of that clip and I had to quit it immediately. It's awful. So I, I was the same as you. Thank, thank Disney very much for, uh, for protecting the franchise and saving the world from that travesty. But it made me think, like, nowadays with Disney uh, under such tight control, some of the, the parodies I like, like the Family Guy, um, you know, Star Wars movies, you know, spin-offs and the... Um, robot chicken skits, that those sort of things probably wouldn't get made nowadays. So I just want, want interested in what you guys thought of uh, the Family Guy and robot chicken projects. Oh, I loved 
the robot chicken. And I believe George Lucas got involved in one of the episodes and he voiced himself. Anyone confirm that? I'm pretty sure, though. Yeah, I vaguely remember something about that. Oh, do you think yeah, he did the one I, uh, where, um, where George was at the convention? I think so, yeah. There was only one that he did, but I know George Lucas was a big fan of it, and him and Seth Green hooked up, and George did his own voice for one of them. I just I can't pinpoint which one, but that sounds familiar. Yeah, it might have been the one where he's at the convention and the kid's in the elevator with him and George ends up riding... I think he's dressed as a tauntaun and he rides him or something like that. Or was that just a weird dream I had? <laughs> I, think but, that, so, I think that's it. I'm not a Family Guy fan. I am, uh, team, I am team Simpson. Two, I die. Can you be both? Uh, if you want. But I don't. I just, a family guy, I just don't... Uh, it's just too reference-based. There's no, there's no emotional episode of Family Guy like uh, The Simpsons. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Family Guy. Um, I, I thought the, the parodies were, were, were decent. The highlight of being was all the characters constantly looking... At, before the sail barge battle began. That was very funny. But the uh, robot chicken specials, they're the height of Star Wars comedy. I, I think they're just awesome. I think they're so funny, oh, so well done. I agree. And which, which, which comes to a shock to me at how the, that detours, uh, that, how that played out. Like, I'm not sure if if it was George's influence that made it like that, or I don't know, it was, it was very, um, it was not to my taste. We really dodged a, bit, a bullet on that one. Yeah. I think it, it's, it's pretty clear that George Lucas is an absolute genius, but he just doesn't get comedy at all. <laughs> <laughs> or romance. Yeah. Or, or dialogue. <laughs> But he gets food courts, and that's what matters. That's it. He gets noodles. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers, Mick. Thanks Good. for your call, man. Thanks for and, your time. Um, okay. I will, uh, I'll put you back on hold so you can hear the rest of the show. Thanks, guys. Later, Mick. Hey, internet shoppers. If you use iTunes or Amazon and you want them at no extra charge to handball me a couple of cents off your purchase, trust me, it all adds up. Before shopping, go to either steelwars.com forward slash iTunes or steelwars.com forward slash Amazon. It will take you to the site. It will cost you no more. And those kind giant corporations will send me some of their loose change. Easy links are at steelwars.com or on the show notes of the very podcast you're listening in your podcast app of choice. Convenient, no? Alrighty, we've got a, uh, a bunch of activity in the uh, chat room. Uh, a couple more people on hold. And uh, we would love to talk to you also. If you want to call in, it is 646-668-8360. And if you are Skyping in from overseas, just add a little plus one 
to the top of that number to get through. Let's go to 314. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, guys. It's Eric. How's it going? Eric. What's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, this, that. Just thinking about how stoked I am to see Rebels when they finally start up again. Are you trolling me? No, man. <laughs> it's just you, you started talking about exactly what I was thinking, and I, I hope it's okay if we back up to that a minute. If you want to just hang up on me, too, I understand. That's fine. No, 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 no. We can back up. We can back up. I, I thought you were just calling in to hassle me, and I was – Eric prepares the episodes before they come up, the uh, call-in episodes. So I was going to, like, tweet a message to you saying, can you make sure you uh, edit out that troll that rang up? Uh, towards the end of the show. <laughs> What's on your mind, Eric, with Rebels? Well, okay. Have you heard the theory that uh, Benicio Del Toro could possibly be playing Ezra Bridger, who may possibly turn out to be Ray's dad? Have you heard any of that? Yeah, I but read I also, it in a tweet. <laughs> but I also just read a tweet where um, Tracy Gardner was talking to someone that thought the Earth was flat. So it's a crazy world out there with some real nutbags. I think those were from the same people. <laughs> I think that's loopy for one thing. And I, I admire the loopiness that it's like, not only is it Ezra, but then it's Ray's father as well. Like you're doubling down. You're really going hard there. You're putting, a, <laughs> you're, like you're just putting all your chips on uh, zero right there. Um, I'm Mike waiting for them Zero. to throw in a Snoke theory too. They yeah, can't go well, for the uh, the trifecta. Snoke well. is Ray's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just don't think the character of Ezra has earned his place. For one thing, to go through the generations of Star Wars, I I I I just don't think he's earned his place. And I, this is the, this is the other thing. He, I am concerned when this show ends what happens to our two Jedi characters of uh, Kanan and Ezra because Luke Skywalker was the new hope. Yoda made it very clear that it was just Luke and Leia that were the only possibilities to defeat the Empire. If you want to retcon it and say when Yoda said, no, there is another, he was talking about Ezra. Well, I don't even oh know what God. to say about that. Like, to retcon a classic line from, you know, 37 years ago is, it's appalling. It, it, it's so disingenuous to the saga. God, I'm in a bad Star Wars mood. You keep going, Eric. <laughs> well, First of all, let me preface this with saying I don't think there's a, a chance in hell that it would turn out that he was raised dad. I just think it's ridiculous. And I agree. I don't think he's earned the position in the canon to to warrant such a, a big, grand entrance into, you know, the movies. The The concern I have, though, is with the the idea that here in this, the description of the, the episodes coming up, you know, the Ezra, this vision, and he goes to, to what we assume is Tatooine. And like you said, he, I don't want him anywhere near that story. 
people need to not mess with that. That is like what started the whole thing. Don't, you know, don't start butting up against it and trying to work things in that weren't there. You know, it's one thing to do it in the prequels, but to like get right in the mess of it, that's, I, I think it's a bad move, but it's that last episode where, you know, Ezra enlists the help of what, what did it say? An unlikely source or unlikely ally. And I'm like, for God's sake, if it's Maul, <laughs> again, that's it. You know, I don't, I don't know what, what are they doing with that? What, what do you think that means? Well, I think we, uh, Steele mentioned it in the top of the show. We're definitely getting Obi-Wan Kenobi in season three of Rebels. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming that is who is going to be helping Ezra. And I'm also assuming it's going to be against Maul. Um, so it's already happened. Rebels and A New Hope are butting right up against each other. And Obi-Wan Kenobi, an original trilogy beloved character, is going to now be a part of Rebels lore. So whether we like it or not, it, it, it's going to happen. The only thing that might cheer steel up a little bit is it looks like to me, again, I don't know anything. I'm guessing that Obi-Wan is going to put Maul out of his misery finally. Put me out of my misery? Is that what you said? No, no. <laughs> Obi-Wan is going to put Obi. Yeah. Um, I heard you, Johnny. I heard you. <laughs> and if Rogue One, if, if Rogue One taught us anything, you know, it's that Ezra and Kanan might might get the uh, the Rogue One ending to kind of clean things up to make that Yoda speech ring true. Yeah, well, it's um, Rebels has not proved itself uh, to be much of a character killer, so I would be um, I would be shocked. I would be happy, but I I, I think to keep. The, the story true, like they have to go, they have to go. And I know there is diehard Ezra fans that like do not want that to happen, but I just, just to preserve the storyline of the original trilogy and like, like Yoda knows Ezra. They've like communicated before. Like he knows what's up. So right. is Yoda lying? Is Yoda wrong? He better not be. He better well, what not if, be. What if Yoda's not wrong in the sense that Ezra and or Kanan would absolutely give us no hope against the Emperor? But no. no none, of, none of this twisting words. I'm I, trying I'm, for you. I, I, I know, I'm so sick of that, though. I'm so sick of like, oh, but this might mean this and blah, blah, blah. It's, it, it's like he meant what he meant. There's, I, oh, I can't even. I, I know that, that Obi-Wan and Maul are going to face off, and I I'm totally get that. And, and realistically, I'm fine with it. I hope he kills him. But what I meant is like getting to where Luke shows up in there at all, getting to where they're like – right there where if, if they pan the camera around in a new hope, we would have seen Ezra standing there. You know what I mean? I don't, that's what I'm talking about. I don't want any of that, but mm. how great, 
<laughs> how great would it be if in the trailer what we're seeing is Obi-Wan facing off with Ezra, but we just don't know it. And he's like, you're in the wrong place. You can't be here. And he kills him. That's what they should do. And then he winks at the camera and goes, there you go, Steel. <laughs> exactly. I think our best shot to get rid of Kanan and Ezra, Ezra is, is season four, and Vader's going to have to do it, just like he should have done Ahsoka. Oh, I agree. You know, they have to kill those guys off. And I, I realize, man, they're, like, super apprehensive about it. Now, I thought I could have sworn I read a quote, uh, Dave Filoni, saying that in his mind he would imagine that there were Jedi out there running around that escaped the purge. And I, I thought, <sighs> I got nothing but respect for the guy, but have you watched the movies? Have you, I don't know, man. Now I'm mad. I called in not mad, now I'm mad. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I feel your anger. But I, this is my concern, and, and this is what the, the old, the EU or legends, you know, went down, fell into the trap of. And the new canon is, is getting to that point very quickly. Like in, in that Aftermath book with the, and I've gone on about this many times, that bounty hunter, a character that I actually like, being up that tree in Endor is just ridiculous and really served no point to the story overall. It just was there of like, look, look, it was just off camera and we just missed it, but it was there. Like those sort of things I just found so pandering and it, 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 it makes the, the universe fall apart in my book. Like that so many things were just going on behind that tree. <laughs> That's a busy tree. Someone's carving initials in that thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> Eric, uh, thanks so much for calling in, buddy. We've um, actually got a crazy amount of people on hold all of a sudden. I'm not sure if they're ringing up to agree with me or yell at me, but it's going to be a very exciting uh, bonus section. So I will, uh, I'll talk to you over the weekend, buddy. Right on, man. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Cheers. Take care. All right. Put that on hold. And let's go to 614. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, Johnny and Steele. This is King Tom. How are you guys doing? King Tom. King Tom. Blessing yes. us with your regal presence. What is well, on your mind, Tom? Well, I, I, had, I had a question I wanted to call in with. But before I get to the question, I want to say I agree with you guys about pretty much everything you've said that, you know, I, I don't want any more stories between star Wars and empire, um, that Ezra needs to be kept as far away from Luke as possible. Um, and all that, you know, it's, it's a big galaxy. They have to tell, they have to tell a lot of stories. Not everything needs to interconnect, but I think I do know who Ezra's unlikely ally is going to be. I think it's going to be water. <laughs> water. Yeah. Because, you know, Ezra could uh, say, if you help me, I can hook you up with a good pair of robot legs. <laughs> what? That's, that's just my theory, Steel. Why does Watto need robot legs? Because he's getting old. Those wings have got to be, get, be getting tired after all these years. <laughs> have a nice pair of robot legs to go around on. Are you the person who told Tracy Gardner the Earth was flat? What's that? 
Are you the person that told Tracy that the earth was flat? <laughs> no, that that was not me. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> well, it could be... Um, oh, I'm blanking on... Um, the bounty hunter with the hat. Embo? No, yeah. No. In the clue. No. I don't Cad know. Cad Bane. Thank you, Eric, in the chat room. Oh. Cad Bane. But um, I, I just... I just want the cartoon to stand on its own two feet. Like, it is... It, it is like, they've got this great group of characters and they're just... These like guest stars and stuff but just it you know people get so thrilled about that there's a guest star on or that robot looks like Macquarie and just get rid of that stuff it's all a distraction and just concentrate on making a great original cartoon Mm -hmm. there are plenty of stories to tell tell something new yeah I I just think it's, it's, it's like, oh, that's that character, or it's Macquarie, and, like, new characters, and give some up-and-coming designers a chance to design some droids. Like, where are our next Ralph Macquaries and our next Doug Changs? Get them up there. Right. Like, and, and, and never forget that they are character designs that have been rejected, that, that mm-hmm. are back. But... You know, as right. I said, I'm in a bad Star Wars mood. So, uh, but, you know, you can go listen to the upbeat Star Wars happy hour on iTunes and uh, listen to that. <laughs> but Star Wars is a thing you can, you can get in a bad mood with Star Wars. And we'll make friends tomorrow. Yeah. It's fine. But today uh-huh. is a bad mood day. I'm going tonight, I'm going to a comedy show in LA, uh, the Obsessed Podcast. They're doing a a Rogue One celebration, and I, I cannot wait. I'm going to have a great time. Oh, I'm sure of it. That's awesome. So, and, 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 and to ignore the things that annoy you or put you in a bad mood, that, that's a bad call as well. That's dishonest to your fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have another question, Tom? Or I, I had a question just because every now and then there's some toy talk, and I think, you know, Johnny, you and I were all, I'm guessing, around the same age. We all grew up with the toys. Growing up in, you know, the original Star Wars generation, what were your guys' favorite toys? All right. We will hold uh, on to that question. We will, we will okay. hold on that question. We've got about 90 seconds left to go in the, uh, the regular programming, and then we'll go into the supporter bonus. If you are on hold, we will get to all your calls. And if you are on hold, you can listen to the supporter bonus free. If you want to sign up to hear all the bonus shows and bonus shows like the Making Star or the Making Steel Wars show that I do with Jason, we just put up a two-hour episode on the special editions this week. You can uh, sign up for three dollars Australian a month, which is about two twenty-five on SteelWars.com. Johnny Grasso, Rogue One, a podcast for wieners. Where can we find it? <laughs> you can find Rogue One, a podcast for winners. Everywhere you can find a podcast, from iTunes to Google Play to Stitcher to Podbean, etc. Uh, but most notably at MakingStarWars.net as part of their Making Star Wars podcast network. And you can find me on Twitter at Rogue1Johnny, and that's one with a W. Excellent. Uh, a very fun podcast. I give it my full recommendation. And I pronounce 
the the name of it a little bit differently because of my I think it's my accent or something like that. So I apologize. Yeah, yeah, your accent. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone that called in. Hang on if you're on hold, and we will get to you, and we'll go into bonus content. All right, King Tom, re, uh, just yeah. restate your question nice and quick. Uh, what were your favorite to- Star Wars toys, Ken or Lion, growing up? Johnny Grasso. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that super fun live call-in show with Jonathan Grasso of the Rogue One podcast for wieners part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network fam. Now, if you were a Steel Wars supporter, right now you'd be listening to an hour, an hour of extra content that uh, is quite interesting. We go into our favorite vintage Star Wars toys. Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net calls in for a Ezra Bridger rant, uh, very on point actually, with the unjust comparisons to Luke Skywalker. We get the traditional supporter bonus section call from Robbo, and then I have to leave. I have to go to a show, and then I let Eric Johnny Grasso and Robbo take over the show for another half an hour or so, and they go into some really interesting historical parallels with the uh, Empire and the First Order. I was very, very impressed with Jonathan Grasso's uh, assessment of those parallels. So, all you have to do is become a Steel Wars supporter and get that extra hour, and... The hours and hours of bonus content you get every week, plus ad-free content and uh, access to our back episodes, The Making Steel Wars Show, Gonk and Steel's Trash Compactor, movie comedy commentaries, and listener Q&As. It is $3 Australian, which is about $2.25 American. You sign up through Bandcamp. There is a link on steelwars.com and uh, you keep supporting the podcast financially enabling us to keep putting out all these shows and in return we give you hours of bonus content each week and of course if you can't support financially we really appreciate a retweet promoting the show and a sweet five-star review on those iTunes. Even just adding us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is good support because it builds up our social media numbers, makes us look more impressive to potential guests and that sort of good stuff. This week's call-in show, I think, will be Friday night for Americans and Saturday morning, afternoon, middle of the day, in Australia. I'm probably got a booth at the Long Beach Comic Book 
Expo this weekend, so I just have to work around when the setup for that is. But it will be generally in that normal time slot. But uh, if you do follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, I will be sure to post up who the co-host will be and what exact time we will be broadcasting at. If you're in Brisbane, Adelaide, or Melbourne, tickets are on sale for our live podcasts. And the Yubnub Ewok Ripper t-shirt. It is a homage between uh, one of my favorite things from the 80s, Ewoks, and one of my other favorite things from the 80s, the Bones Brigade skateboard team is getting printed today. I just got sent photos from the print shop. These are screen printed and on the highest quality triple uh, A all style apparel t-shirt. So they will begin shipping uh, this week if you're in America and it'll be about two weeks before they start shipping to Australian addresses. But they're available on uh, the Bandcamp store as well. I'm so excited about these. It's just, it fills me with joy. His little teeth and his nose and his eyes. No. <laughs> So good. New regular episode of Steel Wars coming uh, probably tomorrow. Who knows when you're going to listen to this, but it'll be very soon in the feed after you download this. And it's with my friend Callum Preston, a Star Wars virgin who I take to see Rogue One for his very first Star Wars experience. So what an experiment that is. So look for that on the feed in uh, the next day or so. Thank you guys so much for your support and may that force be with you.